do I watch your movie? Phenomenal. Oh, it almost made me want to talk to my dad again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It really did. I was like, yeah, God damn. <laughs> no amount great. of therapy has, has really oh. made me want to call him. Uh, I had to take a couple drives up and down Melrose. I was like, oh. shit. Every, it's impossible to come up with a brand these days that celebrities aren't doing. Well, everyone's, everyone's got their own thing. So I, my, yeah. my thing is just latch on to like something you dig. Yes. And then just try to ride that horse. Very much so. And I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. Like I'm about to become a pickleball pro. Uh, I just met the dude who owns the league. What? I yeah. just played for the second time in Springfield, Missouri this weekend. Really? And I, sorry. Um, I, I'm obsessed and I, I've, it's the best sport for non-athletes. It's, and it's not, and you burn calories. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not like, I mean, not like running or anything, but you burn some calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You burn calories. And my favorite thing is the people that were, this, these courts were packed. Springfield, Missouri. Oh yeah. Sunday morning, 12 courts all packed. And the people who were killing it were like. I mean, there there were some birds out there, if you know what I'm saying. Like they were, like there were just people like crushing it, and they were just and th- these are people that are not running marathons. We um we got into pickleball at the very beginning of the pandemic, and we started hitting up a pick, pickleball companies, Onyx and yeah, a bunch of them. We were like, "Yo, we're into pickleball." This is before pickleball had really taken off to where it is now. Yeah, and uh, and then in the middle of it, we found disc golf, and disc golf for us was a little more. It was a little more enjoyable. Yeah. It's pickleball for us was because we were in a bubble during the pandemic and we were touring. Yeah. And and so we would set up courts and we'd spray paint. We'd spray paint the court in a fucking Target parking lot. What? Yeah. Were they they No. You would just be like, I'll buy you a new parking lot. No, we just leave. <laughs> we just fucking leave. You would just spray paint your signature and they'd be like, oh. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew what city that was. We we spray painted a court. It's they, so hard to do a chalk, and it's so easy to do a spray paint. Yeah, but this spray paint stays. Yeah, but you know, well, you know, what's interesting is we were using their already predetermined uh, parking grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were yeah. just using that, and yes. then building off that and spraying lines in between. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nice. That's smart. We played a lot. Yeah, we. When I was a child, we used those parking spots as stalls when we were horses. So I know how to use this. When we were horses. Yeah. Well, what do you mean when we were horses? You know, when you were a horse. Uh, no, I don't know. But I follow a young lady who who jumps like she's on a horse. Yeah, you follow her? those girls. I follow that. <laughs> that is my so... dream. Is okay. But put a pen on. Wait, um, I can talk disc about. Golf. I can talk about horses. Oh, this is my thing. I horses are. I, I'm I'm one of the most fascinating animals on so many levels. Number one, they read your energy. Yeah, and and for okay, they're majestic. But so all right, here's this is my whole thing. I started like talking about it on stage about how. I grew up in Kentucky, right? And I was obsessed with horses, but I didn't have one, so I was a horse. And I would yeah. we were the horse girls on the playground. Yeah. You must not have had horse girls on the playground. No, we did. But we were the girls like we would spit and bucket boys when they try and <laughs> flirt with us. And then we would this is true story. Like if one girl was like, I want to be the baby horse, there was this one girl, Angela, who wouldn't just let someone be a baby horse. So the mama horse would have to get on the back of the daddy horse and we'd and and we'd have to do a piggyback ride really because they wouldn't let us like hump so then and then and then the, and then one of caitlin could be the baby horse then but we would be that obsessed with horses and so i just i started talking about that on stage and then i think it was in jacksonville did you ever do the comedy zone in the ramada Inn? It, no, no 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 
um, these uh, this couple came up to me and they're like, we have horses. Do you want to come ride them tomorrow? And I was like, I don't, you might be drunk, but you're going to regret this because I'm going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to come ride your horses. It was my first time like actually riding, not like bare. I mean, my cousins had horses, but it was like bareback and we yeah. just like pulled their hair. Yeah. But like first time riding a horse and the thing I was so obsessed with was like, it's like, it's like they're in remote control. Like, the, like if you, if you like turn your head and you push in a, a foot, like they know, like you're, the pressure of your foot, they know how fast to go. Yeah. It's like a remote control. It's, I, I, I just did a bit about this at the comedy mothership the other night. Riding, have you ever ridden a horse at a full sprint? No, I just, no, I would cry. It I would be, I would be the most heaven magical experience you'll ever have with another animal, and I'm including sex. <laughs> it is so symbiotic because yeah. there's a moment. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not explaining this to you. I'm breaking it down for anyone listening. So there's like there's, Halston, Google them. It's, there's a there's a a, a a gallop, a canter, a trot. And, a, and then a full-blown sprint. Yeah. So, like, uh, what is it? Canter, gallop, trot. Isn't canter the fancy thing, though? So, can, no, canter is um, walk, trot, gallop. But there's a canter. A canter's in there, too. Is the canter the high step? Da, 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 da. A little bit. Yeah. And and so yeah. a, trot, a walk is fine. A walk is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. A trot is, like, not too bad. And once you get to a canter, it's a little uncomfortable. A gallop is like, okay, I got it. It's still enjoyable. But once you get to a sprint, I wish I could find this footage of me sprinting on a horse. Full sprint. Hat comes off. Ugh. Fucking. And what happens is, so you're trying to, the horse is dictating the energy the entire time. You're, you're explaining to the horse, we're going to walk, we're going to trot, we're going to gallop, we're going to canter. Mm -hmm. But then once you get to a sprint, you and the horse talk to each other, and the the horse's neck does this. You can see it do this, and you are you you are you are, you are weightless, and you are you're. It's not scary. It's fucking beautiful. Your fucking plasma smile, and you are you are doing the same thing the horse is mm -hmm. doing at the exact same time. It's like it really is like the best sex you've ever had, where you connect with someone. And you're like, well, we're both moving like in unison. We're connecting. We're our bodies are yeah. talking, and it is fucking amazing this was me on my horse is that you yeah well, okay but don't you this is like to get to a full trot it's like uh it's like scuba diving you have to go through levels right so, to so learn how I to took, do that so i took pretty intensive horse ride back riding lessons in texas <sighs> i was a cowboy for a week and i would i had to run buffalo we had to move buffalo across this por por this area in texas is before comedy no this is during comedy this what? is i had a show on travel channel Ugh. And so um, uh, the Pope, John Pope, will you Google John Pope? This guy's really cool. I'll, I'll, hit you, I'll hook you up with him. God, and so he's the guy. Oh, well. Yeah, there's a lot of John Pope. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> so he takes us there and he gets us. Uh, the first thing he teaches us is how to catch our horse. That's fucking interesting. Mm -hmm. So like, I didn't know this. I thought all the horses were all in stalls. They're not. They're in a field. So you got to go get your horse. Like every day. Every day. They're in a field. Like they, they're, they're wild animals. You're going to like, so he's like, all right, go get your horse. So you got to get your horse and a uh, little, hey, buck. And then they start coming over. You pet them on the head. And then the thing that was I thought was really cool is you throw the rope over their neck 
And once, just lay it over their neck. And once the rope's over the neck, they're caught. They don't know it. They're caught. It's fucking insane. It's, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know why they're, they, it's, it's like, a, it's a, it's like you're pushing a button that there's not there. Yeah. But what's even more interesting is that they read your energy. Yeah. And so like, if you came, like I, I was one time I got bucked off a horse in Costa Rica. I've been bit by a spider or bit by a bat the night before. And, and I was, I was freaky and the horse could tell. Yeah. And then the guy said to me, is something going on with you? And I said, no, I'm fine. You have I was, bat blood. I, I, and I was freaking out. <laughs> I was having panic attacks. Yeah. Because if you don't get uh, rabies shots immediately, then you just get rabies. You can't fix it. Yeah. And so the horse could oh, the horse could tell that something was wrong with me, and the horse did not want me on him. And he just kept bucking and trying to get me off him. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just got off the horse. I started drinking. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but they read your energy. They read your energy. And so it's the coolest thing, but they taught us how to. They taught us all levels. They taught of like, you know, the canter, the spin, and then and then how to, you know, we'd sprint them in the inside the inside the like uh, the big area where the horseback riding yeah. place. We'd sprint them and stop, sprint them and stop. Um, we'd back them up. We'd turn them around. We'd turn them this way. We'd move them sideways. We had to learn all of that shit. Did you do the uh, the circle thing where they they go around in the circle? They go, you know what I'm talking we about. We did everything because we because we had to move buffalo and in order to move buffalo the buffalo would get in front of you and you had to move your horse in front of the buffalo and so it was it was really intense but man by the end you connected with that horse Mm -hmm. so well i mean we slept out in the open air in texas and with our horses next to us and it was like god it was one of the coolest experiences but that sprint on the horse if that sprint was the like was fucking amazing i wish i still had it. i wish i could see it were you scared no and i should have been because i did i really was out of control like i didn't know i was out of control but i was fucking flying that's definitely not me <laughs> it looks like me though i'll take it <laughs> guy had a doll hat on i what i i think it is it is one of those things where it's like it the, when you, it makes you think that we are all kind of connected Look, a little do you see bit how the ne- do you see how the head kind of does this thing when you're on top of it and you see the head doing that it's fucking because magical. you have to kind of let the reins go a little bit right yeah, yeah. and just trust and too. trust and trust is the scariest part just, what so so do you ugh. see do you see a world where you have horses in it absolutely really? i mean i said that well after i rode those horses because i grew up i mean we would go like we go to the backside of the track like churchill yeah all the my favorite part of derby was the two weeks before we would go like my parents were good friends with the um the guy that did the landscaping for Churchill. So we would go to the backtrack. It was called Dawn at the Downs and you'd go in the morning as the sun was rising. We go to the very back where the uh while the trainers are and all their stalls are and you'd see the horses warming up for the day. And I mean it's so early like the the horse's breath, you know, is just you could yeah. see their breath and yeah. they're they're getting baths and they're like they're you know pouring hot water on these horses and they're the most gorgeous creatures really on the face are. of the planet. And I mean, they're just, they're specimens to look at. And I've just been, I, I don't know if it's the, the I don't know why little girls are so obsessed with horses. And maybe it's like the unicorn kind of thing, but it's, I've just been, I, it, there's something about horses when you're around them. It just like your heart gets butterflies. I, I, this is going to, this is going to out me to a lot of people. When I was a kid, I had two obsessions. 
precious gems <laughs> and collectible horse figurines. Briars? Did you the have the ones, briars? The ones, the ones, the plastic ones that are like this tall. Yes. And they're and uh, and I was obsessed with them. Yes. Because there was a movie called The Black Stallion. Yep. Did you ever see it? Yep. And that and that boy on that horse and that connection with that horse, I wanted that so badly. Mm-hmm. I wanted that in anything. I wanted a pet. I wanted anything. Yeah. But that idea that you would have a horse, type in the black stallion, and when he ran on the beach with him, he's sprinting on the beach. And this is a child. This is real. This is before insurance and movies, I'm thinking. Yeah. Because they, he is sprinting on on a beach with him, bareback, hauling ass. Not the fucking, God damn it, the fucking remixes. Just the black stallion, that I'm one. Like- 1979, Turner Classic. That's a child. And he was sprinting on a horse. And then him and the horse go into the... Look at that. Yeah. It's the closest thing that humans get to connecting with a beast. And and what's so crazy to me is that we have we have domain over it. Like, yeah. we can get on top of it and, it. and it says, okay, what do you want? Yeah. Like, even Mustangs. Even wild Mustangs can be tamed and then like i obviously follow a lot of instagram accounts with it but like there are there are mustangs right where where they like the, a herd will cast out one of the young boys or something like this and and he can't find anybody and like this girl like um she'll find kind of these these outcast mustangs who are in danger and they then they w- without her forcing it without her putting a rope over these horses and being like i am in control of you now they slowly start to come to her and and want to be with her and want to be in her or want to be in like around her and then they then she becomes their herd and she rides them bareback and everything but it's like it's not a forced thing it's like they then they need her have you ever seen wild horses out in montana oh god i want to that's i hope i grow up to be one (laughs) (laughs) i wish i had as simple a like a want like I, i like i have my wants were are pretty simple i think but i they're clouded now in work like yeah. work has overwhelmed my view of of the world mm-hmm. i just don't see I mean, i'm getting like texts from people that are concerned about me like like ian bag texted me today and he's like when are you getting a break and i was like i don't and he was like i'm worried like and i was like and i just sent laughing emoji i was like yeah this is what we do we just work like it's comedy five laugh one cry five yeah, more five laugh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like i wish i i wish Cause when I was a kid, my, my uh, my, I got a hundred dollars uh, for something. My grandmother gave me a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I put it in a bank account, and my dad said, "And I, my dad said, you know, you're gonna get interest on this. It'll be turn into more money." And I was like, I was probably first grade, maybe, uh, definitely maybe younger. And I was like, "Cool, we're buying a horse." And I knew that was what I wanted. I mm-hmm. knew I wanted a horse. I knew it. And then as you get older, that sometimes that changes and sometimes it doesn't. I wish I still had that just simple one. I, I swear to God, on both of my children's lives, on both of them. The other day I said to Leanne, could we get a horse in our backyard? Well, like just have a horse? Keep one at a at a place. Yeah, I will. You can buy horses now and you can keep them over at, at uh, the, uh, like over by the observatory. They have horse, they have stables. Yeah. yeah. Um, the girls took horseback riding lessons over there. And you know what's really cool? Uh, in Burbank, in Burbank, am I saying this right? All those houses in Burbank were all have horse stables. Did you know that? I've heard of a couple of different places because I want to start riding. And I've heard of, I don't, I don't, I've heard about the place by the observatory. No, but the houses, the houses, when they built Burbank, 
those houses, all the houses have stables in them and all the houses have stables so you can ride horses in Burbank and they have horse trails in Burbank so you can still ride horses in Burbank. Like over by, over by, um, fuck. Is, is Burbank? Over, over by Pickwick and Frolic, yeah. Over by Pickwick is, and Frolic. Like, what kind of neighborhood is Burbank? Is that a place that you'd want to yes. ride horses? Well, I mean, not really, but like, but like the fact that you can ride horses in Burbank and they, and that the houses have stables built in them. This is my dream. I also am like, why not? Why don't you get a place in Montana with horses that you have to force yourself to go to for a week at a time and shut everything off? What Instagram? You- what Instagram accounts do you follow? Because I'm really obsessed right now I- with I've with I've been following like one of the coolest ones I saw was this. I think she is an attractive chick, but she's riding, I think, bareback. She have to be. And she comes out of a woods and just, and like, out of a little bit of a, mm-hmm. little bit of a, a, a trot and then kicks it into a sprint and, and it's in slow motion. And you're just like, whoa. I've been thinking about doing a promo like that. But I was like, how do I find the horse? And just, I mean, that's, if if you could do that, that would be the best promo. Come see me. I'm, oh. We, that's, I mean, it's such a great, it's so so beautifully visual. Yeah, it is, and everybody connects with it. I mean, but my, the also thing is like the the horse aqua- the the therapy. Oh yeah, the kids that go to therapy and they just all you do is pet a horse, mm-hmm. and it's like and it, it there's a connection with it. I think everybody. I think the horses that is our is our gateway into the rest of the world, like the the animals and nature and everything yeah. else. It's like whoa 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 slow down. It's you and me right here. Connect. I wonder if, I wonder Not a promo, if, yeah. Bert. A chill. You no, a, a vacay on, on a horse. I can't stop. It's all about me. Well, here's my, here's my, you ready? This is how my brain works. I swear to God. Yeah. My next question is, so what's your plan to get to the place where you can own the horses and enjoy your life? Like, yeah. what's your plan? I have, well, a million things. You're a fascinating person. And I'll tell you why I followed you at first. Yeah. Because I saw Cheaties. Mm-hmm. And I, both of you guys, you, you made a joke about, uh, you made a joke about, her investing in uh, in in uh, arts and crafts, and I started laughing. I go, oh, they know each other. Like, oh, they're oh, yeah. like good friends. Yeah. And then I watched both of y'all stand up, and you're both hilarious. Thank you. And I thought to myself, this is, and I hope this t- comes as a compliment. I said, how great is stand up that fucking hot chicks who don't need to do stand up are doing stand up? I know everyone hates us, and yeah, I had. <laughs> I know I had all these options for me, you know, and I could have been the hottest dental hygienist, but here I am. You're in a unique, uh, a unique, unique place because you've been doing it long enough that you know what the fuck you're doing, you know. Yeah, I, I, but very much. But I, I also am like, I also am just like head down. What, what? Okay, here's, here's. This is what I've learned. Cool. Now, next step. What are these things I need to learn? Here's this, this, and this in stand up. I need. Here's this, this, and this in my career. I need to go. Cool. Here's our next challenges. Oh, we've we've accomplished those. Boom. Next one. Da da da. And I, I, but I'm all, maybe I'm like, maybe this is romantic that I'm looking at this, maybe from where I am, but I feel so, I I feel still like I'm the luckiest person in the world for what I'm doing right now, even at the level I'm at. And I'm like, I'm sure if I just stayed at this level after a while, it would get old maybe, but I'm like, I mean, because I was, I nanny for eight years and I'm appreciative for the job I had, but I, I did not need to be a nanny. Those children, I, I don't ever want to look at a child again. <laughs> I don't want to ever change a diaper. I, I wasn't, you know, I was, maybe I was too real with those kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, and I'm so grateful that I'm never a nanny again. 
that I'm like, even if I stayed at this level, I would still feel like one of the luckiest people in the world. Yeah. Is there, I just look, I'm like, if Chad Daniels never. He'd be happy. Would he be happy? Yeah, would you have would. been happy? Yeah, I would have been. Would you have been happy if yes. you never popped off and you still got to, if you still did Springfield, Missouri, Thursday through Sunday? I had a moment at the St. Louis Helium where I, where this guy, the manager said to me, we were driving back from radio and I'd been drinking on radio and I hadn't been selling tickets. And <laughs> That's me. I get it. <laughs> I used to drink on radio hard. I should start doing that. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, you want to sell tickets, Dude, go in and go that. in, open a bottle and go, let's get loose. <laughs> Not one person's going to deny you. They're all going to want to drink with you. And audiences, oh, I, I mean, it was the secret to my sauce is I'd go in, especially if I was doing like hip hop radio or like yeah. Latino radio. Fucking oh, let's open a bottle. Let's do something. Let's have fun. And get unpredictable. It's <laughs> You're how doing Latino radio. <laughs> shout out to DJ Laz. DJ Laz, huge in Miami, and he would That's bring good. me in, and I drink with. I drank with gang members one day. One day, God. and so I was coming back from Helium. I hadn't sold like a ton of tickets. I was coming up from radio, and the guy goes, "How much longer can you do this?" I was forty. I was forty. I was forty three at the time. He's like, "How much longer can you do this? What are you going to do this when you're 50? And I thought to myself. Wait, am I am I crazy that I don't find that depressing? No. Like, am I crazy that I go, yeah, I'll do it when I'm fifty. I'm gonna do it until I'm seventy. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, wait, are they gonna let us? Are we allowed to not? Are they gonna make us stop doing this? Yeah. And I was like, wait, I thought we were allowed to do this forever. I thought yeah. it was like, and and I, but I would have been. I had to come to terms with it. I I had to come to terms with, am I happy doing this? Because I was watching Tom, my best friend, blow up, oh, and I was man. watching him do theaters and stuff. Chad Daniels is of is of I, I mean I I know this I know this on a lot of levels but is a very happy man and I think mm -hmm. I think he lives a pretty cool fucking life right now and uh, he tours when he wants to tour he got to spend his, all his children's life with them in Minnesota raising them in a small town he, his they grew up mm -hmm. he went on he's dating a fucking beautiful hilarious woman they're living in a in a, in very a in, hot. Yeah, they're living together, having a great time. He's it's like, and he's doing the thing he loves, and he's and doing it at a very high level. And and I know he's selling tickets, so he's making good money. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you need to be famous? Not everyone needs to be famous. Not everyone needs the fucking. Not everyone needs the arena tour. Like a yeah. lot of people go, I could just do like some theaters, some clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking to it's it's. I mean, here's that's put the question back on you. Could you? Do you, does it need to be, or would you be comfortable being a star? Well, fuck yeah. But I, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, oh yeah, I could figure it out. Yeah. I, but my, I, I think when, if to me looking at a person, so also I would say the thing that I learned, which it was the greatest gift my mom ever gave me was when she died. When I was tw I was twenty two years old. Her I, death. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, she she died. But your mom died when she was twenty two. No, when I was twenty two. Okay. And I started stand up six months later. Really. Yeah. As a bucket list thing, but it was she died a month into turning fifty one, oh, and fuck. but it was a. How old are you? I'm fifty. I know I look really young. <laughs> it's she. It was a great last year though. Um, How'd she, she die? Uh, lung cancer. She was wasn't a smoker. A she. What did you say? Riding a horse. She no. She was a road comic. Um, <laughs> she was selling arenas. Uh, she no. I. It. 
it was a a wake up call, very young, of being yeah. like, oh, this this shit, this shit could go really fast. Yeah. So I and the, and it, I mean, she she was she was a happy lady, but you know, she, I just witnessed somebody like who had a big heart and a big spirit, and never 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 got to let it fly as yeah. much as she probably wanted she it to. She smoked a lot. No, she didn't smoke. She's had lung cancer? She's had lung cancer. I mean, both my parents grew up on tobacco farms. I don't know if that yeah. had something to do with it. Uh, but I I think there's something in my my heart that just clicked and I was like, nope, gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. Gonna 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 lean in hard to whatever I'm gonna do. Even if I even if I have a job during the day I hate, if I can focus on not hate, I shouldn't. A hard job during the day. If I if I'm excited about something I'm doing that night, and then what I learned is what I'm fueled by is a challenge. So I'm like, let me learn the next thing. What's the next thing I'm doing? To ch- what is the next? So I'm like, even if road gigs turn into just being road gigs, I'm like, well, do I want to do I want to write? Do I want to create a show? But what is? Do I want to write a different kind of hour? Yeah. Do I want to write one hour that's an entire story? One, you know, like a John yeah. Mulaney thing or something like that. Like, as long as I am challenging myself and like figuring something out, I think it'll be, I know it'll be fun. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I mean, even <clears throat> when you get done an hour and, uh, and this is my fifth time doing it, sixth time doing it. Do you ever just go, shit, can I, I do it again? Yeah. I'm, I just did that. And then. <gasps> And then I I have found, and then I and then you just get on stage, you start talking, you figure things out, you're slowly figuring things out, and then you're like, okay, this is working. And I was like, shit, okay, I got, oh, this works really well. And then especially like I, my wife just came down to Austin and watched my sets at Rogan's new club. Was it new stuff? All new stuff, and I did an hour and forty of new stuff. What? And I was How? Like, I, I write really quick, and it's and their stories, so not like a bit isn't a bit. It's a little longer, like, uh, um. And then like I and then I stumbled on a couple things that I didn't expect. Like I just didn't expect to like yeah. be good. And uh Well are you when you but when you throw stuff out, are you just throwing it out or have you written, written, written? No, I don't write. Like I don't write, but I, that's not that's not I don't mean that in like a in like a Jay Z kind of way. I don't write right down. I, mm-hmm. I I I have to feel the story and I've got to figure it out on stage. I've got to figure out the way it, it comes out. It's more like a it's more like um that's not a great example i was gonna say jazz but it's like because it's got to feel fresh mm-hmm. but it's I'm not, I'm not like a i'm not like Chappelle like that good like i'm just like it's got to feel fresh and it's and i but uh it's gotta be fun for you to say yeah like I, like yeah there was a story that's hap- that happened to me 25 years ago 25 years ago that has always been like a really great story and i just randomly thought about it on stage the other night and i told it and uh, Mark Norman was like, that fucking shit is great. And I was yeah. like, is it? Because, like, that's the other thing is, like, I don't because I don't do, I don't do sometimes what's technical stand-up, like, uh, set a punch, that I, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's indulgent. And so, and so like, it, it'll take, like, Adam Egan, one of my best jokes I had out of Secret Time was a joke that wasn't even a joke. It was just a story about buying Liam pajamas for Christmas. And Adam Egan's like, that's my favorite joke you have. I go, is it? He was like, dude, it's fucking hilarious. And I yeah. was like, okay. And then I put it in. And it was like, but what like how do you write? Um, I'm a million. I mean, I'm kind of like that too. Like I have I I I do stories too. Yeah. And I think too is like 
the stories is like the joke is almost the feelings that you take people through. It's almost the joke is the punchline is sometimes the emotions yeah. you're going through um, as much as like being a wordsmith about things. Um, I, I'm, I have to, I journal a lot. I work on stuff. I do have to write stuff out, but then I have to just, I, I, I so like a story, I like, okay, story is huge, right? It's like, I, I imagine it's like the whole bullseye, the whole circle. Mm-hmm. And I have to throw out everything knowing 80% of it's going to bomb. Mm-hmm. And I have to, I have to say stuff. I just have to say stuff without it being entertaining at first, which is why I still open mic a lot. Yeah. I, I just don't want to, I don't want to have to worry about it being really entertaining. Cause I just want to hear it. And then I feel like my stuff starts as a huge bullseye and then the, and then the circle gets smaller and smaller, and smaller, and they end up pretty much tighter. Um, but I, I think I write and talk it out on stage at the same time. I think I torture myself more than I need to with new really? stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I just, Oh, I know that this direction's not going to work, but I got to say it. I got to figure oh, it out. I got to let yeah. it bomb. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like I, I, man, I've been there a lot. Once I get an end to a story, I can kind of, I can kind of workshop it backwards. Yeah. And once I get an end, I'm like, Oh, I got it. You've probably noticed there are these strange little tall boys in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually a healthy beverage called Liquid Death. Why are they called Liquid Death? Well, because their tall boys will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. Plastic bottles aren't actually recyclable. They just get sent to landfills, even if you put them in the recycling bin, because they're not profitable to recycle. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. I I swear to God, I don't think I've had a water in anything but a Liquid Death for the since 2020. <clears throat> I'm going to have some right now. My throat's a little dry. I love it because of the delivery system. I just can drink them faster that way. It's like a cold beer. It just goes down. You can find Liquid Death's healthy beverages on Amazon or at a retailer near you. And Burkcast listeners get 20% off their first Liquid Death apparel purchase. Available exclusively at liquiddeath.com slash Burt. Exclusions may apply. <clears throat> That's liquiddeath.com slash Burt. We are supported by Black Buffalo. If you're 21 or older and use nicotine or tobacco, check out award-winning tobacco alternative Black Buffalo. Long cut and pouches are made from edible green leaves, Food-grade ingredients, both with and without pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. I am a, I'm a tobacco guy. I'll tell you right now, I love a good dip. I love to put a dip in, but I cannot mess with nicotine. If I do nicotine, I am back on that horse for the long haul. Black Buffalo sells their products online and ships directly to your front door on blackbuffalo.com. You can use promo code BERT. For 15% off your first order, Black Buffalo also sells their products in thousands of retailers across the United States. Check out their store locator to find a location near you. Uh, I got mine at the AMPM, and I'm telling you right now, in in uh, wintergreen, God, the smell. They do all the same flavors you're used to. Wintergreen, peach, even have blood orange. And I'm telling you right now, I love the smell of wintergreen. <laughs> Honor your rituals. With Black Buffalo. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. This podcast is sponsored by Grunt Style. Grunt Style is a lifestyle brand that distills pure, 100% 
American fighting spirit. It shares it in the form of high-quality patriotic apparel. I love Grunt Style, a veteran-founded company that honors service at home and abroad. With more than 200 veterans on staff, Grunt Style has taken the American fighting spirit and instilled it in everything they do. They make high-quality clothing with patriotic themes that wave the American flag with pride. To Grunt Style, what you wear is more than just a necessity. It's about attitude. They've taken that American fighting spirit and instilled it in everything they do. You don't have to be a veteran to wear Grunt Style. Like myself, I am not a veteran. But you do have to love freedom, bacon, and whiskey. And baby, you nailed it on the head. I took a road pouch of bacon with me on the boat today. Burkcast listeners get 15% off any order at Grunt Style. Always. Go to GruntStyle.com and use code BURTCAST15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order every time. Or go directly to the BURTCAST collection page at the GruntStyle.com address on your screen right now and use that BURTCAST code BURTCAST15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Where? What were you doing when your, when your mom died? Uh, I was working for the Orlando Magic. Really? <laughs> was, dude, I was uh, my major uh, from Kentucky, went to South Carolina for school. Gamecocks? Gamecock. <laughs> uh, that's where I got. I have like this mix of an accent. I don't have a strong accent. I couldn't place it. Because uh, my parents are both from Bargetown, Kentucky. They they wash their pillows, and uh, and then my mom's from Owensboro, and then and then I went to South Carolina, and they kind of had this like they have a little bit of a Australian accent. They're like, no, don't go. They like they have this weird, really little twang on the other. I think I also picked up on. Yeah, and are then you an I, only child. No, I have an older brother, and younger brother, Alaska, and the other one lives. Part time, he works at Salt Lake City in Utah, and then uh, and then he lives in a tent during the summer, and he's like a field researcher. <laughs> wow! My older brother has lived in every state out west, and then settled in Juneau, Alaska. And none of us have four hundred one k's. And my dad's real proud. Uh, your dad's still alive. Yeah. Were your parents still married when your mom passed? Yeah. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. And what's your dad? Did your dad live in Kentucky? Yeah, he's a pharmacist. It one of ten. Grew up on a tobacco farm, and his older brother, his two older brothers, are his cousins. Uh, Leanne, we we just we just uh, we just said that as we walked as we walked in. Oh, oh, the the your that your parents were cousins. Yeah, yeah. And Leanne, and everyone's like, for real, for real. And Leanne, I have a bit about this now, but Leanne goes, yeah, I, I dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> I didn't find out until until they found out at a family reunion when after they broke up. And then, and her dad goes, yeah, I'm glad you guys broke up. You know, he's a lover. And she goes, what? He goes, yeah, he's a lover. And I'll say it. I'm going to say it. You got to take it out, Halston. Cause it's, it's my, fa- it's my favorite line in my new special or my new hour. It's, it's the funniest. Cause I, she has family members that are, are related, like family members that are related that are, yeah. fa- that are married. And it's fucking fascinating. People understand it on our, I said it in the, my last special on my, on our, on our, uh, on our marriage certificate. Third All question, right. are you blood relatives? Yeah. And I said, what do I put for three? And the lady goes, is you? I said, I don't think we is. And she goes, well, then put down the Jane. I go, I'm not writing names. That means we is. Get it out. But yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's, it's interesting because you do this in other parts of the country, and they're like, no fucking way. But you do this in the South, they're like, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Absolutely get it. And I mean, it, third cousins is, it's it's like, yeah, it's it's fine. It doesn't matter. I had, I had two cousins that uh, that dated. They found out, like, they, they were third cousins in high school. 
and they broke up. And it's not because they were cousins, because he decided he was gay. Like th- that's the only thing that's going to break up wow. their cousins. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's so great. It's, uh, I think it's, dude, so my grandpa was in, he lied about his age. He was a pilot in World War II. He lied about his age. Wow. And he had, because he was too young. I would love to meet this guy. Well, he's, he died almost in his 90s when I was in fifth grade. And I was one of the middle children. So this is like his span, right? So he had three kids at the time. He had this farmland. He was married. He was married to this woman on the way to the airport to pick him up. They got in a car crash. The woman and their middle daughter died. So he had two sons and he was going back. So he was going to go to Texas and train pilots because he was too young to be a pilot. And so her younger sister wanted to get out of the house. So she moved in the farmhouse to raise the boys. They were 19. She was 19 years younger. And then they ended up marrying. So that's my grandma. And then they had eight kids together. So my dad's older two brothers are really his cousins. And they're, the woman they call their mom is their aunt. And that was like, no one blinked an eye. 19 years. I mean, she wasn't, I don't think she was, she was a teenager when they married. Wow. And, I love, I, this, I love that this is a world. This is, sounds so foreign to our kids, like to our, my, yeah. my daughters. And, and like, as it does to like, when you hear about like, uh, 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 the settlers going across on wagons. Like, they're like, huh? Like, I remember Leanne was saying that, like, someone married, what's her name, when she was 13, and they were like, what? It's, it's almost like a necessity thing. Yeah. Though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there, there's, there's shit to be done. There's, there's a, there's a farm to raise. There's mouths to feed. Yeah. You know, like, we, you just, you did what you had to do. So here's, this is going to sound, this is an aggressive question, but it's, but it's the one that, that I, I haven't been able to figure out. And then when you said you went and worked with Orlando Magic, I go, yeah, I go, yeah, that's the question. So like, how does a girl like you not get caught up in like, like all your friends and then keeping up with the Joneses and getting married and, 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 and then go out on a creative path. Cause you seem like yeah. you did all the things you went to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Sorority. You, went, you were in a sorority. Your friends all got married after college. They all started having babies. Mm-hmm. You moved to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Your your mom passes, and then is that is that the break where you go? Oh, I'm I'm not like any of these people. Yeah. I'm gonna ride my own run my own race. Very much. I mean, I, I guess I was. Yeah, we. I I think it was my 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 oldest brother was kind of set the tone for the rest of us, where he was like, I'm not doing this shit. Like he he's like I, he wanted to be ski bum. He wanted to go out to the west and and ski, and so. He kind of set this path. I mean, he started, he was a raft guide and, you know, on the Ocoee River in Texas or in Tennessee. And then, uh, and I think my little brother and I kind of watched him when all his friends started getting jobs and he's going out West and he's being a ski instructor and a raft guide. And we're like, that looks, that looks fun. Oh, he's doing what he wants to do. Right. And before that, when I was in college, I was always just kind of the kid. I had all brothers growing up. My parents grew up on farms. And so, they we were in Catholic school, a private school, but they were like, that's this is with these kids getting a brand new car isn't normal. Like you're you're gonna split a car with your brother and you're not I'm not gonna listen to you complain about it because this that's that's really privileged and that, that's good that they can have that. But I'm not gonna sit here and let you they, they didn't yeah. let us we didn't grow up like that. And so when I went to college, I got into a sorority and I sorority. never, uh, Kyo, baby, but I never fit in. Like, I, dude, I was around these like preppy little, like, you know, like 
frat guys with their Tahoes and their and their bird dogs. And I just didn't. I always felt like the fish out of water. I felt like the girl that came out of the creek trying to fit in with these like preppy, preppy people. And I just never, I was, I always felt like the fish out of water. Yeah. And I, I, I loved going to visit my brother living on a houseboat in Seattle and going rock climbing more than I wanted to go to, you know, old South and, you know, go to, go to formal. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it was my upbringing of my parents never, never letting me give in to that, the, the, that life and so so I think once my mom passed I was kind of like oh it could end at any moment I'm not I gotta stop trying to fit in with these people I genuinely don't fit in with and I I like uh I'd done this competition in college where I like did a monologue as Chelsea Handler and I roasted all the frat guys and I won and so I had that that thought in the back of my head about stand-up for Have years you met Chelsea uh-uh. you should meet Chelsea I would love to meet her. Chelsea's got the same thing you've got. Like, she's a little different. I th- it's, it, it's like you look this way, and I did. I was in that world. I just, but there was like a gut feeling in me that was like, I kind of hate this. I hate what you guys talk about. I, think, I hate. I think every comic has that. Like, I remember, I remember my, I remember, I'm the same way, but I'm the, but I'm the opposite in that I remember my buddies in college and i was a fraternity boy i was a frat boy i was all of it yeah they would talk about things and i grew up with all women i'm, I'm more comfortable with women than i am dudes yeah um and uh and, and i remember they would the way they would talk about like i remember them talking about this chick that that both of them had fucked and and uh and i had uh i had made out with her my first week of summer school she's a really cool chick she still is a really cool chick i follow her on instagram She's really happy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was really cool. And I remember being like, I remember saying out loud, why are you guys doing that? Like, don't do that. Like, she was cool enough to have sex with you. Like, do you think like, and they were like, what? And I was like, well, no, I'm just saying like, don't like, I mean, but I'm, 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 I'm not saying that I'm above this or anything. I'm just saying in that moment, I remember saying like, how cool is it that she had sex with someone? Like, that she, yeah. like, she said, you're cool enough. I'll let you have sex with me. And she did it to both of you guys. And now you guys are doing it like you don't care about her. And she was really pretty. She yeah. was really pretty, like really pretty, and uh, and and it was, and everyone made fun of me, and I was like, I remember that was my, I remember just that my my brain. I'm, I'm not like a, I'm also not a big sex guy. Like that, like that wasn't my driving force in 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 high school, in college, and and all the things I liked were I always felt I always felt a little bit like an outsider, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone would ever think that about me. It was like an internal history. thing. You it was like, like an it, internal, like yeah. when I moved to New York. And I met comics. I went, I think these are my guys. Mm-hmm. Like, these are my people that I've been looking for. And then even in comedy, I would find guys that didn't, that I didn't connect with. Oh. Where, where I'd be like, I'd be like, you're not one of, like, I remember meeting one guy and going, you, well, you don't have what I have. Like, I got something different. I don't, and he was very successful. And I was like, I don't trust it. Like, there's something off. Because, yeah. And then you meet guys like Rogan, who have always been, he's always been an outsider. Like he's always, as much as he, you may think that he runs a thing, he sees himself as an outsider all the time, ever since he was a child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's, it's interesting. And I, and I think that's the thing that drew me to your comedy. I go, there's, there's something different about her. She's, she's not what she, she's not what you think she is. Same thing with Chelsea. I remember yeah. the first time I met Chelsea and met her and I, but I didn't know her. I was like, how, how did you become a comedian? And that's the thing you want to ask people that are cool. 
Because you can say that about like like certain comics. You're like, I know how you found this. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. there's other ones where you're like, wait, how did you get here? Mm. You know? And so uh, it's fascinating. What happened after the magic? I feel, uh, oh, the magic? Um, that, okay, so I, I was work, I was doing, um, dude, so my, my major was sport and entertainment management, but I was on venue side. So I worked like, in college, I, I got to work the London Olympics. Really? Uh, for the cleaning company. Okay. <laughs> True story. I, I managed uh, people from Hungary and all these other people that would come and, and clean. And then, and if I wanted to get, I did the velodrome and the BMX. And if I wanted to get into another venue, uh, I had to pose as, a, I would wear the uniform. I'd grab a sweep and a broom. And I, I opening ceremonies, I got to see Elton John, but I was too obsessed with actually sweeping and brooming that I didn't watch. <laughs> I was like, this place is a mess. Uh, and so I just kind of got into the venue side of it before I found comedy. Uh, Orlando Magic, I was doing ushers and ticket takers. By the way, no one's safe. No vent is safe. I was 22. I had to take a class on on gun safety and, and how people sneak bombs into buildings. I didn't pay attention to one hour of yeah. that class. And I was in charge of that. I would sit there oh, and watch perfect. the wander, you know, like the people wand people yeah, as yeah. they come in for like Bruno Mars or, or a indoor foot arena football game. And I'm like, I, and no one's safe here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. No one should have put me in charge of this shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's just Orlando, yeah. but uh, be careful. That Miley Cyrus concert might be your last. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then uh, I got um, assigned to a smaller venue in Atlanta, right outside Atlanta in Austell, uh, working for a, comp- a venue that this major giant church uh, uh, had owned, bought. And so like, I uh, it was a major pastor in Atlanta and all this really? stuff, and I'm not religious at all. Yeah. And I had to play. I had to go to like church for the first four weeks I was there and uh, sing gospel. And all this. I'm Shut the only up. white One girl. Of those, like like only- Osteen churches. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the only white girl in the in the church though. Oh, it's all. And it's all oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's and the church I could get into. <laughs> I could get into that church so much quicker so than a fucking funny. Catholic mass. Word of faith is what it was called. And uh, uh, one of the Bronner brothers, I don't, this is like Atlanta stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they're big into like hair products over there. And he became a pastor and started this mega church. And they, they so they built this event venue and I was running it. And they just, oh, uh, talk about being a fish out of water. I, I would bet. go do their, their major like dinners after church with them, with all the big pastors and everybody. <laughs> Oh and I'd be God. sitting in there <laughs> like just this. Oh, man, they they looked at me like I was a different species. And I was. I bet. I bet that you stuck out. Oh, man. It was so fun, though. I had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, my mom passed. And so I was kind of like going through this like when you were in Atlanta. Yeah. When I was in Atlanta and I got then I got the call for the AT&T Stadium, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. They said you had to be there in two weeks. Jay-Z and Beyonce are going to be going. They're on their first on the run tour. I'd be running event management over there. And uh, I go, no, I think I. I, I kind of would want to see the show. Yeah. Like there'd be a part of me that'd be like. Do, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Do event management is a world that like I like when I was in Orlando, like you don't, especially in arena, basketball arena, you don't see sunlight because load out. I mean, you could have like a, you could have your show and you what's the latest y- y'all load out even with all your trucks. Oh, you load oh, out. We load out. Uh, we get I get off stage at ten thirty I think and we're our the, our loadout's probably one one we're wheels at five at two a.m. Disney on Ice is coming in 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disney, Disney Ice is there for four days. Disney on Ice leaves. The Magic have a game. They load out. There's a church conference. They load out. Bruno Mars, they load out. This is an ice hockey game. Like, it was nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a hyper aware of how dark your life can look when mm -hmm. that's when that's your life. Yeah, and it was I mean it's fun and people think I mean I I touch Bruno Mars I touch we touch it was he cool. He puts shit. on a hell of a fucking show, dude, dude. My favorite thing is when they were practicing before, uh, they they right they were like he had his dancers, <laughs> and the lights had were a certain way where it was casting such a shadow. And it it made him look so much smaller because his dancer shadows oh, were real? so much higher than his. And the, he was looking at video and he kind of had a little bit of a fit. He's like, "We're move the lights, move the lights. <laughs> <laughs> I got blown away when they uh, they came after him for a cultural appropriation. Do you remember that? What? He's everything, isn't he? He's Filipino, I think. I, I think. I don't know. It's kind of a fucking weird thing. So like you, you that what race is bruno mars that's dude he's everything now all of a sudden your algorithm's going to be alt right proud boys <laughs> his latina his half puerto oh, rican jewish. half jewish oh i guess not even filipino at all well i guess i'm the proud boy well no immigrated from philippines to hawaii and was a filipina and spanish ancestry oh yeah there we go so he's everything and my wife and my daughters and all their friends flew to vegas to watch bruno mars and they said it was phenomenal. Oh, he, I mean, the way he he dances and his swag. He's just fucking oh, great. Oh, God. He was fucking awesome. Yeah. My, my, I'll, my explore page right now is, and always will be horses. And then I have watched the entire Beyonce uh, a Renaissance World Tour via one minute clips. Really? On Instagram Reel. Talk is about, my obsession is Beyonce because of how hard of a worker she is and how obsessed she is and how, but she elevates to the next She's level with next everything level. she does. She kills it. Yeah. that is, One regret is that I didn't get to see her concert from behind the scenes. Taylor Swift is the one everyone's talking about right now. Like, I guess she just did. What's the matter? I mean, okay. What? You're not a Taylor Swift? You're not a Swift? I, I don't want to hate. I mean, I hate when people like are like, I like this comic. And people are like, it's not my style. I'm like, yeah, yeah. then it's not your style. But, uh, uh, but. Also, when I speaking of people that look like me, when I remember when the first time I met Adam Ray on the road, he goes, "Who's your favorite comic?" And I go, "Tig Notaro," and he goes, "You?" He goes, "Have you seen like Whitney or Nikki?" <laughs> <laughs> Tig's it fucking is, awesome. Yeah, but I love her. But I think so. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I hate when people. I'm not gonna shit on her. But her. Compare. I just can't not compare her to Beyonce because they're oh, both on this world tour. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And I'm just like Taylor. Just every it all kind of sounds the same. Yeah. And I liked her better when she was redneck Taylor Swift. Was she, she was redneck? Knocking on the back, on about yes. port swing and a port swing and a and my daddy yeah. gonna find out and we gonna we had a whipping. Yes. Oh Mississippi licking. Right, right, right. Or whatever. It's cool. Yeah, like I like that. And my daddy don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't know. That was like, and I, I'm sure that's really creepy for like a fucking forty year old man to say, like, this is my kind of shit. Like, I'm going to sneak out the back yeah. porch and my daddy won't know. <laughs> no, but you're, I mean, because you're from Florida and you have daughters. Yeah. Like, that yeah. that connects with you. Oh, I, well, I would listen to it. The girls would play it. And I would listen to it with the girls. But I got to be honest with you. My girls were more Lady Gaga, um, uh, 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 um, Who Is I, uh, who, uh, who, she just sent me a box. The lady, uh, fucking Kesha. 
Yes. Like Kesha. Kesha is like that. My girls were more Lady Gaga, Kesha, um, Katy Perry. They, they weren't really Taylor Swift fans. All right, here's this is the difference. This is what I just because I go, why does Taylor Swift appeal to people? Because she is different. Because the the Kesha, the Lady Gaga, is I am the shit. Yeah, you know they they present like I'm the shit, and I am here. Here is me dominating. Here is all of me. Yes, you know what I mean. And they like throw it in your face. I love it. I mean, Beyonce's like that. You know, she's like I am your mother. I'm everyone's mother. Sit down. And you're like, yes, ma'am. You know, yes, queen. Taylor. What she does is different. What she taps into, and because uh, uh, the girl I nannied had a had a diary of Taylor Swift's, and what Taylor Swift does is she reminds everybody, even you, when you were a little girl and you were younger, and you would like write in your diary about that first boy boy you were obsessed with, right? Yeah. And it's that feeling that she taps into over and over and over and over and over again. The people that's different than what Gaga and Kesha and Beyonce do. Yeah, that is. She, it, I, from my perspective, it feels like Taylor's the underdog in all her stories. Like she's like the, yeah. I got broken up with. You'll never do that to me again. I, I think that's what makes me roll my eyes. I go, hey, hey, Tay, you're not the underdog anymore. <laughs> she, is, she is. How old is she? Uh, I think she's like like a couple years. I think she's 33 or something see, like that. Did you ever see when Nikki Glazer shaded her and then? Taylor Swift came after Nikki, <laughs> and Nikki was like, and Nikki loves Taylor I Swift. She's like, no, 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 like, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm and it sucks for Nikki because like she is so. I mean, she tells everything she does is Taylor Swift, and that's yeah. like the one time she oh, gets interaction the with Taylor. One time she gets interaction, Nikki's like, I did not mean that. I swear to God. And that's how you know how big Taylor Swift is, that somebody's big as Nikki who talks about her all the time. Yeah. None of that gets back to Taylor until she talks shit. Yeah. Well, Taylor, so. Taylor Swift got is okay. Did Taylor Swift get made by Kanye when he stole her award and said, "I'm so sorry"? Is that when the America was like, "Who's Taylor Swift?" Taylor I, Swift's dad's a fucking genius. You know yeah. what he did? He started a bus company out of Nashville, and he runs all the buses out of Nashville because he had a hard time getting Taylor a bus, and so he was like, "Fuck that! I'm just buying all the buses." Smart. I think. I think what. Was Taylor made then, or was that when something clicked in Taylor's mind and she goes, ding, 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 ding. Here I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm. She's I'm, way smarter than I think we give her credit. Oh, no, no. You, I just watched an interview with her on Fallon when she talks about the Easter eggs that she puts in her music videos. Yeah. And I go, oh, she knows what she's doing. She goes, I, I, she put, right, she puts like the Easter eggs in her songs and the Easter eggs in her, in her music videos that um, alludes to, personal life stuff but it's not totally out there it's like is she's is she speculating about harry styles but now that gets people hooked because then people go oh we know backstory oh we i oh i think i know what she's talking about there which i think people like like beyonce going she's very private you know but she's so mega it's fun i put easter eggs in a bunch of jokes that like i it's my favorite thing to do where where if you are if you grew up with me yeah or if you lived a similar life to me you get the easter egg and it's I, it's really fucking fun i i do like i have some of what do i watch your movie phenomenal oh, it you, almost made you, me want you. to talk to my dad again uh, <laughs> i don't know it really did i was like yeah, god damn no That's amount great. of therapy has really oh. made me want to call him uh i had to take a couple drives up and down melrose i was like oh. shit 
Uh, but it, uh, when Leanne plays oh, yeah, that, yeah, oh yeah. my god! Oh, there's so many Easter eggs inside that movie. Oh, that was so Leanne good. Leanne in it, and then uh, and then I wrote. There's a big. There's a thing where I wrote Thomas Fat, and uh, like it's in. It's, it's it's on this graffiti place. I wrote Thomas <laughs> Fat. I wrote Leanne as a whore. Like I wrote. I, I I think I wrote that. I wrote all over, and there's just like little Easter eggs throughout it that I think are so fucking. Oh oh yeah, it's. Uh, Bob Menery. Um, I, that, that shit is so fun. I I do also like writing sh- stuff in your bit. Like, I have a joke here. I, this is we were doing that late night thing, and uh, it's the scene where the car pulls in, and I just wrote there Thomas it is. Fat. Yeah. Did, did you keep it in there? Yes, it's in the movie. It got a big laugh when it, they got to that scene. Did you tell Tom? No. Oh, that's he so saw good. it. He saw it when he watched the. He came to the premiere. The um, it's so funny because um, like I I, well, I had a joke. I, I don't want to tell you the jokes. I don't want to give away the Easter eggs. The Easter egg is like it's like a it's like a secret thing I had with my friends, and then I put it in a joke, and 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 now the joke is known as that, and everyone and it's funny because people will say to me, "Hey man, were you dot dot dot?" And I go, "Yeah," and they're like, "Okay, I always wondered because I heard that and I didn't know if that was what." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, it's fun," like uh, it's makes it it makes it keeps you interested and it makes you mm-hmm. if it makes you giggle i think that's fun yeah oh it makes it makes me be like it's almost like hee hee i know something you don't know unless yeah. you know yeah oh yeah i've got a i have a i i found i don't talk to my dad anymore but i found out he went to jail for a little bit and i have a bit now a, a ending of my bit i can't wait to do it because i'm doing i'm i'm from louisville and i'm going to record this hour in december in louisville where and i have a, a louisville comedy club it's newer okay what and, was the one uh, that was in louisville before um uh, Oh, the the comedy caravan or the was laughing derby? Was it? I forget. Oh man, that's why I feel horrible. Um, I that I I I had I did a was it comedy caravan? I can't remember. How, were you doing good then? No. <laughs> okay, I'm out of the comedy caravan. It was it was a. I think it's still around. I shouldn't. Yeah. I, whenever I see double numbers, I do a little fucking okay OCD prayer. I can't. I cannot fucking see a goddamn thing. My vision's so I goddamn bad. I guarantee you, it was probably comedy caravan. I'm gonna tell you where it is right now. Was it rough? Do you remember it being rough? No, it was. No, it was. Uh, was it Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. No. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. So Louisville didn't have those when I was doing stand up. They had the uh, improv. There was an improv there. Yeah, there was an wow. improv at the at what's the big street? What's the big street that's blocked off? Uh, Four Street Live. Four Street Live. Oh, they did. They're opening yeah, they, up a new club there. They had a, a, a improv. Uh, yeah, we used to get really loose there. Um, that's Muhammad Ali's town. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. ever make a joke about Muhammad Ali. That's Muhammad Ali's town. Did you do no, that? No, no. The comic book in front of me did a joke about Muhammad Ali, and someone said, "Take that back." And they were like, "What?" And he goes, "This is Muhammad Ali's town. You don't fucking talk no. shit about Muhammad Ali." And the guy started going back and forth with them and they approached him after the show and they're watching him call it and they're like this is muhammad ali's town and he was still alive he wasn't in good health mm-hmm. and they're like you don't make fun of muhammad ali in this town yeah uh that was i used to love that yeah the brown 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 what's uh, the, bra- the hot brown, brown, t- hot brown hot brown yeah hot the brown. hot ham and melted cheese oh yeah i just did the fucking arena there did you do yum uh yeah i just Fine. did the, yeah we flew a drone inside there Really? They flew a drone and we never posted that fucking video. God damn it. We flew a drone in the fucking place. 
That I love. I love Louisville. That I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I love that we went. We went to Churchill Downs. Me, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman. Uh, we all went to Churchill Downs. We we I, we did fully loaded there. Did and you do? Uh, oh, you did. We did the fully bats? loaded there, and then I just did uh the the Yum Arena. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you uh you went Churchill? Yeah. Did you uh did you go in the backside? No. Dude, you got don't. The stands, whatever, fine, but get get in the back really? of that place. And then, have you ever been to Lexington, Kentucky? Yeah, that's you the place. You gone to Keeneland? I, that's the place I'm thinking of. Lexington is the comedy club, and Lexington is off Broadway. Off Broadway, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I used to yeah. write, be able to write there really well. Really, I'm doing club. it in August. First time? Uh, well, that was when I met Adam Ray. I was feature. I I had to record something, so I was featuring. That, but that was my first time there. But I'm yeah, I'm going back. I'm headlining in August. What's your what? Pull up her tour date. Your tour date. I want to talk about your podcast too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, pull up her, her tour dates real quick so we can take a look at them. Um, they're a little nope. They're a little lighter than they have been for a while, but that's okay. We're building. Yeah. Well, the I mean, part of the thing, part of the thing is like. <laughs> No, don't hold back. No, it's it's it. That's the way it's the way it should be. Is like have an empty fucking calendar, and you got like two here, two here, two here, and you're living a life, and you're and you're enjoying your life, and you're doing spots in L.A. and you're having fun, and then they call you last minute. Yo, we have a fallout. Watch more. You're like, I'm there. I'm there. Don't fall out, girl. Yeah, and and that's and that's great. You know, it's it's interesting. And I no slight. I understand the way marketing's changed things. Is that people are like, I'm on tour. You know, Uh, technically that should be reserved for. In my opinion, it should be reserved for like a begin date to an end date, not just yeah. like I I'm on tour because we we were on tour like and they'd say that to us when we were younger. You need to name your tour, and I was like, yeah, but I'm just gonna be I'm working I'm working right. for the next fucking ten years. I'm gonna be I'm on tour for the next ten years. It's called I'm, I have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but uh, pay but the this, bills. Yeah, tour. this is it. Should just be like you should be able to go back to Lexington and and not and not have to present a new hour. That, that that's it's it's not i mean that and that's what happens when you do a tour you're saying this is material you see on this tour mm-hmm. and then when you do another tour this is brand new material you have not seen on this tour mm-hmm. and so it's not fair for to younger comics to name a tour because then they go oh is this new material and you're like no yeah no i didn't i i haven't named it i mean no, i just go these are please please buy tickets when i'm here that's What's where my, july 14th to uh, 15th I, i'm going uh, creek and cave uh springfield by is, joe's place you yeah oh I want to last yes, time I was there for South place. by and he just opened it that weekend uh did you ever do uh house of comedy in um Mall of America I'm going there yeah. next weekend oh for real no yeah next weekend yeah. I love that place high ceilings but fun I see oh uh, so is very it, high ceilings is it hard no no it's uh, that's my, my my takeaway was it was high ceilings but it's uh-huh. fun okay really fucking fun I need to update this. Don't get mad at me. This is, I just did Springfield because I was a fill-in and they had to move my date, which was such a fun weekend. Did you ever do Springfield, Missouri? No. I mean, um, I have as an adult, or not as an adult. I have I have as like a, as like a, on tour. Yeah. But not when I was, when I was doing, when I was younger, I never did that. Yeah, it was, I love the small towns. Yeah. Um. Let me see. No, these are not, up, I haven't updated this. Don't get mad at me. But I have a different link that I, you have showcased everywhere. What are you um, doing in Vegas? What are you doing in Vegas? I just did. I just well, I moved. I just did Kimmel's Comedy Club. I was a I was a fill in again, and it was yeah. the time of my life. It's First time in Is Vegas. It, there's very little expectations because you're helping the club out. Yeah, and you get to experiment and have fun. Yeah, and you get to introduce to new people. It's really fucking great. It's mm-hmm. that's the the beauty of of 
Is this a different site? Wait, is this my dates? Yeah, here we go. These are better. All right. So Bloomington, I've got um, Austin, Texas coming up. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky might not be on there. I don't know. What else do I have coming up? American Comedy Company. That's a great fucking... That's a fun Am room. I going there? I'm going Tacoma to Tacoma. Tacoma is fucking awesome. Going to Houston, Texas. I've never been to the Riot Comedy Show. Oh, it's great. It's a newer club. I have some other ones I that aren't up yet. And then I'm going to fill my hour in December in Louisville. This is not filled in. in I need to in, work on my shit. In shape. December? Yeah. The cruise isn't on there. It's sold out. I know, but put it on there anyway. Oh, yeah, well, Just put it on there. It's, it's, I would, then people go, oh, wow, I didn't know she's yeah, doing that. Dude, yeah, dude, I'm so excited. I So I was with Cortland, who's good friends with Miss Pat. Uh, oh. We called her this past weekend. Of, she's on the cruise, too. Yeah. And I was like, Miss Pat, we got to start doing crunches. She was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking best. Uh, dude, I from from coming from Atlanta, Miss Pat was the person you were desperate to for her to like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and even still, even when she likes you, you can't tell if she likes you at oh, times. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, you're like, please spit on me. Thank you for spitting on me, Miss Pat. <laughs> she she was at the premiere the other night and I was like, Pat, I go, don't leave. She's like, I I'm tired. My feet hurt. And I was like, I want to introduce you to the head of the studio. And she's like, what? Bert, I don't have time for this shit. And she I was like, yeah. And I was like, please. And so I pulled her aside and then I introduced her to Mary Parent, who's a gangster. She yeah. runs legendary and uh, introduced her to John. Ever remember when everyone's like, oh my God, I know who you are. Like, cause her sitcom's a fucking hit. Yeah. Smash it. And so, uh, and then she texted Leanne the next day. She was like, hey, tell Bert, thank you. I shouldn't have fucking been like that. But yeah, but I love Pat. I've loved, I've known Pat for a very long time. My, my daughter's, my daughter's, call her auntie like they fucking yeah. yeah it's crazy because my daughters know these people as people you know and not as comics so like joey diaz was just an uncle to them and then they see him do stand up and then what is like, he like as an uncle just like the same guy kind of what's up cocksucker <laughs> you know what did he say that's your diablo. eight-year-old he daughter to, he used to say it called isla el diablo oh. and he'd go he they he'd only buy uh He'd only buy Girl Scout cookies from Isla. He wouldn't buy them from George. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, Blondie. I buy from El Diablo. She's going to have a rough run in life. That's the one. That's so good. She goes, he goes, he one time, he goes, oh, this, I, I can't believe I never told this as a joke. This is pretty funny. He comes back and he goes, and he's in the backyard. I'm coming back. We're doing a podcast. And he's watching Isla argue with a tree. And she's arguing with a tree, right? And well, you could never true. understand. You could never understand Isla because she had like a really weird jaw and her teeth were too big for her mouth. And she had a speech impediment. Really fucking sounds like a winner. But uh, she, and he's like, dog, the fuck's wrong with this kid? <laughs> and I go, I have no idea, Joe. He goes, she's, I'm watching. She's been fighting with this fucking tree for like fucking 10 minutes. And he goes, what the fuck? Can she be possibly fighting with a fucking tree about? And I go, I don't know why you ask her. He goes, El Diablo. Come here. She walks over and he goes, the fuck's going on with you in the tree? And she just looks at him and goes, squirrels, and walks away. And he goes, what the fuck? Dude, she might be part lab. Squirrels. <laughs> they were, she was fighting with his tree about squirrels. We celebrate life's biggest moments with champagne. But everyday achievements deserve to be celebrated too. Whether it's closing out your to-do list, getting somewhere on time, or just making it through another day. That's reason to celebrate. Miller High Life is the champagne of beers, a quality beer that's smooth and great tasting with an iconic champagne-like bottle with refreshing champagne-like tiny bubbles. 
It's a celebration that's within everyone's reach. I celebrated my victory today, Father's Day, of bringing my daughters out on the road with me with Miller High Life. We went out on the boat. I worked out. I deserve that beer. That's those little little celebrations they're talking about. You don't need to close a big real estate deal. Just get your workout done. Reward yourself with a Miller High Life. I had it on the boat, and it was beautiful. That crystal clear bottle with some sunshine. Welcome to the High Life. Go to MillerHighLife.com slash Burt to find Miller High Life near you. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller High Life Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you've got one of those little cute pieces of ink art on your body, they call it tattoo. I don't know what you call it. I call it a tattoo. My daughter just got back from college, and she has one. Now, Isla wants one. Leanne has one, and they want to get one all together on this road trip. If you've got a tattoo, you got to check out Mad Rabbit. Mad Rabbit is committed to reinventing tattoo aftercare. Founded by two friends with a passion for ink, Mad Rabbit creates simple, effective, and natural products that help improve the healing process and preserve tattoos. All delivered directly to your door. Plus, they've got all the products you need for your tattoos, from a tattoo sunscreen to a tattoo soothing gel, and so much more for your tattoo. I uh, I love this company because I do say the word tattoo, and it is the name of what they exactly they do. And they're cool enough to be like, all right, dude, talk like an idiot if you want. Just mention to everyone that you are an idiot. I'm an idiot. So when you think of tattoo care, think Mad Rabbit. They've preserved over 1.5 million tattoos, and right now, They've got an exclusive offer for our Burkcast listeners. If you go to madrabbit.com slash Burkcast and use the promo code Burkcast, you'll receive 25% off. That's 25% off when you head to madrabbit.com slash Burkcast and use our promo code Burkcast. Dude, I love this kid. Do you think she'll do comedy? No. Ugh. Never in a million fucking years. Although she is, she has found... So, like, there was a period I, I took her anonymity, which the coolest thing for a dad to do um and i made her you know famous like people knew who she was yeah and she wasn't uh it kind of put her in a weird place because she didn't want to be who she was because she didn't there was like people thought is she gonna be as funny as she is and so like there was a a weird time for her where she kind of like went into her shell a little bit and then recently we did family feud and she came and she was really nervous that she wasn't going to be able to perf- like she wasn't oh. going to be the thing that everyone thought she was. Oh, and it's like it's really it's insane. So when what you, do you tell her? Oh, I, you oh. don't tell her anything. You just go, hey, good luck. What? And so Jesus Christ. So she. She's excited. She's having fun. And she's like, this is fun. And then we go and we get to the thing and Steve Harvey comes up and we talk for a second. And he goes right to Isla, and he goes, Isla Kreischer, how old are you? And she goes, 16, Steve. She goes, you're 16 years old. You've got the world at your fingertips. Your toes are pointing in the right direction. You can do anything you want in the world. you got a daddy that's got money that can support you. What are you going to do to change the world, Isla Kreischer? And she goes, oh, it's a lot of pressure, Steve. <laughs> and it got a huge fucking laugh. And from that moment, and Leanne will be... I swear to God, pull, hey, Halston, pull oh. up the picture of us on Family Feud. She started doing this thing. I don't know what it's, I don't know what it is, where she, when everyone, anyone takes a picture, she just stands in front of everyone and just poses like, this is my picture and then my backup band. And oh. it's, it's the fucking weirdest thing. She did it all through the premiere. 
she did it all she does that now all the fucking time look She's like, this look, is look, Isla's look, world. Yeah, like, she, she's not. Oh, my God, I love. Oh, she's the Kim K yeah, she of just, your house. Yeah, she just stands in front of everyone and goes, they're with me. Oh, I love her. Yeah. yeah. And so she, uh, so that that family feud was the best thing that happened for that little girl because she found herself a little bit. And I swear to God, from that moment forward, she has been in such a great space. Yeah. And like especially like she'll come she comes she'll be here she'll probably be here when we get done um oh no she's going to her friend's house but like she comes to the house she fucks around she uh we did a podcast not a podcast but we fucked around on a podcast to do a promo for my hours my one of my old hour specials the machine is on netflix and it's on youtube and uh we did something and she was funny and she's finding her footing again She's, I think what she's doing is finding her confidence. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm myself and people like that. Yeah. And I, That's and, dope. And it's, it's interesting. I, if anyone's going to do stand up, it's Georgia. Georgia's the funniest out of all of us. But she f- is funny in a sense that um, she knows what's funny and mm-hmm. knows how to tell you what's funny. And like my sisters are like that. I'm not the funniest person in my family, I just am good at telling a story. And, uh, but I still can't recognize, like, I, I can't recognize funny shit sometimes. It goes right by me and I'm like, huh? And they're like, why aren't you talking about that? I'm like, I don't, is that, is that a good thing? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the best. Well, because isn't the story of the machine is, wasn't, didn't J- Rogan tell you, like, that's, that's a story? And you're like, yeah. huh? Yeah. And I, I told it. And he was like, you gotta tell it on stage. I was like, oh, it's not a good, I'm not gonna tell it on stage. It wouldn't work. And he was like, it's fucking gonna kill. And I was like, you're out of your mind. And he was like, no, I'm not out of my mind. He was like, you're going to tell this. And he said to his fans, and this is like right at the beginning when Rogan started getting popular. He's like, he's only to be known as a machine from this moment forward. And you have to make him tell that story. And it changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. It allotted me some of the greatest, some of the greatest experiences I'll ever have in my life simply because of that one fucking story. Yeah. That one fucking story. It's so funny. You just need one. As a comic, you need one thing to put you over and then for people to see your body of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one incident, one accident, one fucking planets align and you're there at the right time. And then everyone that that one thing and everyone's got it. Everyone who's successful has it. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll find, dude, Steve Harvey was Isla's Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smoke weed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> I bet you'd be so fun to get high with. I bet you'd be so fun to get high with. Do you drink? It's gonna yes. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a party then. We got a yeah. party. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We got a party. The yeah. uh the where are you doing spots in the city? Wait, let's talk about cheaties. Okay, yeah. All right, my podcast cheaties. This is my this is my one of my dreams that this will be a show one day. Yeah. Um it's my podcast I do with Lace Laterby. She's a comic, she's out in um Georgia too. Is she still in Georgia? Yeah. Is she coming out here? I'm trying to get her. I mean, she comes. She, she did AGT. Now she's hosting AGT shit in uh, um, Vegas. And so she'll come. Like, she's out here right now because we just stacked a bunch of podcasts out in uh, Joe Coy's old studio. I really? think this this was Joe Coy's dream for his old studio equipment is two white girls to go in there and talk about cheating stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so she'll come out here a good bit, but I'm trying to get her, her to move out here. And um, we, uh, right before the pandemic, I, uh, 
All right, let me back up. She used to do this bit on stage about catching her boyfriend cheating on her. And she would do this whole, like, you know, she would pretend to sleep. He would fall into drunk sleep. She would wake up. She'd grab his phone. She goes through his phone. She's like, oh, Jonathan has much nicer titties than I remember. And then she did this whole bit where she'd be like, so you have to screenshot and then you scroll and you screenshot, scroll, That's screenshot. Seen this bit. Yeah, and you send it to yourself and you delete the pictures, you delete the delete, blah, blah, blah. So I had newer comic, I was watching her and I've seen this bit a couple times. Then I was dating this guy, the biggest mistake is he was a comic and uh, he was taking a nap. I started going through his phone and I found shit. And then like, it's like the bit popped into my head and I was like, oh, I have to scroll screenshot, scroll screenshot. And then I sent myself all the shit and like deleted the deleted pictures and everything. And I like called her like right afterwards. And I was like, I, Lisa, I, I scroll screenshot it. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I caught him. I scroll screenshot it. I scroll screenshot, scroll screenshot. And she was like, what? And I was like, I went through his phone and she was like, oh my God. I was like, I did the bit. I did the bit. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> she was like, what? And so we, uh, we like, we just were like, what? If we just started a podcast, what if people called in and, told us their cheating stories. And we didn't like have, it was just kind of like a, a, a little spark, a little idea. And people just, like, we had this, we have a hotline. People started calling in and it was like, I cheated. I was the side chick. I, you know, it's mostly like I caught them kind yeah. of things, but like shit, like you could not write. Like a girl was like, I, I kind of had a feeling that he was cheating and I knew, I knew he was out of town working. I didn't know the hotel he was staying at. I had a feeling. I showed up at a hotel and I just go, I think this is the door he's in. And I showed up and I knocked on the door and a woman answered and he was in the background. Like, uh, shit, like you wouldn't, like, dude, we had Drew Lynch on yesterday. I'm, I'm ruining the stories. It's not out yet. Yeah. There's a longer story, but essentially he was in this acting class with his girlfriend and he found out she was sleeping with this other guy in the acting class. The next day, they had to go to class. And he knew that he knew. They both knew they knew. And then they were doing a sparring exercise. They had to do combat. And then the, the actor paired the two guys up. And they had to pretend fight, but they couldn't actually hit each other. So they're like, oh, oh, oh. Like right after he just found out that his girlfriend had slept Have you him. ever been caught cheating? Yeah. Yeah. Did you want you want to hear my yeah. my cheating story? Yeah. This might I don't know if this is my story, but okay. The it's gonna be a longer setup, but it's worth it. I was in high school. I was dating this guy. Uh, he caught me uh, kissing another the, the other competing quarterback, and so we went on a break over Christmas break. Right before I went, I left for Christmas break. I was in the mall, and I ran into Carrie and Carrie's cousin. Carrie's cousin was this girl that used to live in Louisville. Wait, who's Carrie? A friend, friend okay, of, okay, of high yeah. school. Carrie's cousin was a friend that used to live in Louisville, and then she moved to New York to be a model. But she would come down in the summers and holidays, and she'd come to parties with us and be like, oh, it's Carrie's cousin. Yeah. And she was just very Carrie's cousin, all right? She was she was a soft taco, pretty plain. You know what I'm okay, saying? yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, pretty generic, but nice girl. Pretty? Pretty, okay. pretty. Carrie's cousin, I ran into them in the mall right before. Hey, Carrie, Harry's Carrie's cousin. I go off. Uh, to visit family over Christmas. We come back New Year's Eve. Our plane gets delayed. We, I don't make New Year's Eve parties. The next day, my boyfriend, we were on a break. He was mad at me, but he texts me. He goes, um, I have something to talk to you about. Can I take you out to a nice dinner? So he picks me up and we're at Taco Bell. And he goes, <sighs> he goes, um, so we were drinking a lot last night and I have to admit, I hooked up with Carrie's cousin. And I was like, okay, all right, we're even now. It's fine. Let's get back together. We did. And the next day he goes, I had this weird dream. 
Carrie's cousin became famous, go look in the newspaper. And there was this big write-up about her that she was uh, uh, playing a ghost in that show Medium that Jennifer Love Hewitt was in. I don't even remember yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, that's lame. Everyone hates a ghost. Uh, what a what a lame thing to play. Anybody could play that. And uh, and so I was like, whatever. So I, I kind of would just Google her throughout like high school and college and I'd be like this she this bitch better not go anywhere and I would ask my friends like do you know do you recognize this name and they'd be like no you're you're kind of obsessive and um and I remember one time college my friends came up to me and they go remember that girl you're obsessed with and I'm like yeah but she, she's no big deal and they're like yeah um well she's uh she's starring in this movie called Hunger Games and and I go that sounds fucking lame Hunger Games, that's a Tuesday for me. Shut and the fuck <laughs> up. Shut and uh Kara's cousin came, Jennifer Lawrence, and I am like, that is my story about cheat cheating is karma will come back and bite you in the ass. Just when you think you're better than your boyfriend and you can get better, he will one up you with the next Jennifer Lawrence. So don't don't do it. Just when you think you're better. That's oh that's god. the universe going. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm getting chill bumps. Isn't ah. that fucking nuts? God damn it! Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Yeah, he loves when I tell that story. Do you still talk to your ex boyfriend? Sometimes he's the uh, offensive coordinator now. I think for Oregon or something. He's a football coach. Wait, something. what's his name? Uh, Will Stein. Hold on. He loves. I hooked up with Will Stein. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, no, his mom, his mom, the grew up in Louisville, his mom made out with Tom Cruise. This family has a weird what? connection. Yeah. So wait, hold on. So, uh, University of Oregon? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's like something. There he is. Type in, <laughs> type in the head coach. Who's the head coach of Oregon right now? Dude, I'm, I'm putting him on blast. He's about to be, he's about to blow up. He has a lovely wife and child now. I know. God damn it. Who do I know? Maybe left. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I know that a bunch of the guys, one of the guys that works over at Oregon used to work for Florida State. Yeah. And so I, I was wondering, I was like, oh, my God, is that going to be him? That's crazy. Nuts. One day I will meet her and I'll go, do you remember that? And she'll go, no, you're a peon. Why would I? I'm- I heard Jennifer Lawrence is cool. Sure. Um <laughs> Dude, I remember. I then, so then it became a running. Everybody. So would Jennifer give Lawrence me shit. is your age. Yeah, I think she's like a year older than me because Carrie was a year older. Yeah. Uh, Do I remember? Remember when she fell up the steps getting her Oscar? No. Uh, we we were in college. I remember we were watching it and she fell up the steps and they were like, "Dude, aren't you pumped?" Aha! Uh-huh. She fell. I was like, "Fuck no!" Now she's America's sweetheart. Yeah. Now she's like Taylor yeah. Swift. You know what I mean? Now she has like, God damn it, she has like a cute story about her. She's and good everybody friends with Amy Schumer. Yeah, I know. I know. Her everybody. Mo- her new movie looks really good. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. I've ne- I've boycotted all the Hunger Games. I've never watched it. My my I'm buddy, like, my cousin, my cousin Andrew, was. Was uh, yeah, I get this. She fell on the stairs. Yeah. Oh, oh, so cute. She faked it. She's just begging for attention. <laughs> She's desperate. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're the hero, Katniss. Why don't you die in the first movie if you're the hero? Okay. <laughs> you have a bow and arrow, please. The um, my my cousin Andrew was telling me a story, and and uh, he goes, "Yeah, my fucking." He's like, I, you know. 
we were talking about how you, if you can't enjoy certain movies. He goes, yeah, I, I can't get into it. Some movie. And I go, really? And he goes, I was dating this girl in college, and uh, and and we were, like, pretty serious, and she was living in New York, and I came out to New York to visit. We've told the story on the podcast, so I'm, I'm butchering it. He goes, I came out to New York to visit her, and she was with her ex-boyfriend, and they were just having dinner, and she's like, yeah, we're just friends. We're just friends. And then, uh, yeah, and then that's her ex-boyfriend and the, and then they cheated together and like they got back together they got back together and they she broke up with andrew for him and it's sebastian stan who is that he's, oh i also don't know shit about shit i don't know who uh, anyone he's is in the marvel universe he's uh the guy that plays bucky i don't know is that I, like the the winter soldier he looks yeah, like, like the, the winter, winter soldier. soldier yeah yeah he's Damn, gorgeous dude he's, he's really hot. good looking. he's fucking gorgeous he's got a hot lower lip yeah <laughs> I think he's got like an accent. He's Hungarian or something. Oh shit! He probably yeah. does weird sex. I wonder stuff. if I've ever hooked up. I wonder if I've ever hooked up with someone that got famous, like uh -oh. in Florida. No. I mean, no. Uh, I, but I, like, what was your life before Leanne? Like, were you in the circle of comedy ish stuff? Yeah, but not like I don't know. I never was. Uh, I I don't know. I was so I got so I got cheated on pretty aggressively, like it was it was like a fucking real defining. It's the reason, like people always go. So when you got out back from Russia, did you tell everyone the uh, machine story? And I go, no, I got my girlfriend uh, cheated on me with my best friend, and it was it destroyed me. It destroyed go on. Me. How did you how did you find out? Well, I, I I don't know. It's kind of complicated. I think she. I, we all went on a big road trip, and I guess my best friend that I grew up with, that I grew up with, everyone in college knew. Everyone knew yeah. something was happening. And he said to them, if you don't tell him, I'm going to tell him. He, he has to know. And so she told me they kissed. And I was like, and I was like, okay. It gets, the story gets really, it, it, there's so much to this story <laughs> that like, it's so fucking crazy that, uh, and I've t I'm sure I've told it before, but the one thing I had a friend who said, you know, be careful telling that story because she didn't really get to represent herself in that story. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. I totally get it. But like, she told me they had just kissed. I was like, okay, that's fine. I can get past that. And then, uh, and then, and then it, I, it was clear that there was more to it than that. And, uh, and then she said that, they, and then it came out that they had had sex and then it came out they were dating the whole summer. And I was like, oh, my God. While you were in Russia. While I was in Russia. And I was devastated. And, and like, I was devastated. But I, I wasn't, I had been unfaithful to her. I wasn't a great boyfriend. There was a lot of things that she deserved to do. What she, she, she deserved to do whatever she did. Yeah. In, in, in hindsight, I'm trying to be fair to her yeah. in this story. And I have never really been fair to her in this story. You also you, were in college. Yeah, you were also you're in college. And so uh, my buddy Mike Osborne uh picks me up i was at the fraternity house and, he's, and he was like let's get you out of here let's get you over to clint's house clint was our buddy who had ocd and partied a lot clint's now dead a lot of my friends are dead and uh and so he's like he's like i can't tell you how to get through these feelings but i can tell you if you drink they go away and so i went okay and he goes it's not the healthiest thing but that's the best i got for you so we went over to clint's with a case of beer and started drinking and i started feeling better and i was like yeah fuck this dude fuck this this is gonna be great for me i'm gonna fucking meet a new chick and so we just me and mike osborne went out and clint 
and a bunch Ben Seberg, a bunch of us went out every single fucking night. And uh I met this beautiful fucking girl, Nikki. But I but like I was never, and this is the thing. I was never, um, I was always monogamous and I never was like, uh, and I never was someone who wanted to, there's so much to the story that I'm leaving out right now that is unfair to the story, but I can't because I'm trying to protect everyone. I mean, this beautiful girl, Nikki, I wish I could find her on uh, Instagram. She was gorgeous and she was like a fucking, she was 20 years old, maybe yeah, like 19 or 20. She was beautiful and she was cool as fuck. And I didn't want to, I kept thinking, I don't want to ruin her life with me. So I, so we never had sex. I know this is where my brain was. This is where my brain was. Oh, you are not a typical frat dude. I know. Well, I told you, okay, you go back to the story. I told you I'm an outsider. My brain was like, I don't want to ruin this girl's life by her getting involved with me. That girl randomly uh, hooked up with Adam Sandler. Randomly. My, My whole, before you said the Adam Sandler thing, I was going, does she tell this story like I tell the story about Jennifer Lawrence? Is she like she, well, she but, came to my house. She came to my house. I had I had now I'd moved out and I was over at Hutch's house. I was moved out of the Shirley house. I was living in in Indian Village. This is I mean, you really have to know Tallahassee to understand the story. Um, and she came to the house and over homecoming, and she goes, Hey, leave this party and come party with me. And I was and I was like, I don't want to ruin this person. She's too good of a person. And I was like, and I was like, I'm just broken goods. You st- you enjoy, I know, my brain, my brain, God, I don't have you, a good brain. Uh, I don't have a great brain. No, you, it was a good brain for a college kid yeah. to, to think like that. And so I was like, no. And she's like, no, come to my house. Alan Covert, Adam Sandler, and their other buddy, uh, what's his name, are, had all done homecoming there. And they all went back to Nikki's house and partied and smoked weed. And I think they all hooked up. And I could have hung out with Adam Sandler. I told Adam Sandler the story when I did the most horrific Adam Sandler interview that's ever been done to him <laughs> in his life. And so then I meet another girl. I mean, another girl, I meet a girl, this girl. And I brought so much baggage to that relationship because I didn't feel like I was worth anything. I didn't feel like anyone who wanted to be with me. I, I there was so, I was so much shit that, so that when I got into stand up, then I broke up when I moved to New York and it, I, and I'm, we're really cool now. I've seen her a bunch, but we, it wasn't a great, breakup and it was and i just moved into my apartment i didn't have a loft i was sleeping on a couch we had no air conditioning i lived across the street from the cellar i was sleeping on a fucking leather couch in the summer in new york it was so fucking hot and i took my phone i called my dad and i said hey will you i was broke i didn't have any money i said will you buy me lumber so i can build a loft so i can have a bed Buy me lumber and buy me a mattress so I can have a bed to sleep on. I'm a bed. My dad's like, okay. And I took that. I placed that order. I then took my phone and put it on the fire escape. And I said, I'm not going to touch that phone. This is where my brain was. Until I des- I get well enough to deserve to fall in love. Because I was like, I'm broken. I'm not being who I want to be in these relationships. I am misbehaving in like in like unfair ways to the girl like i would be jealous out of no way for nothing at all and it was like you got cheated on yeah i got cheated on and i and i couldn't and i said i don't deserve i don't deserve to find love because i'm fucked up it's and so i said so i'm gonna fucking fix me and and i and fixing me starts with finding a passion and that's stand up yeah and so this is right around 
I don't think I was 26 yet. This has got to be the summer before I turn 26. It's, it is definitely the summer before I turn 26. God damn it. This is, so this is, so you get graduate college in May. This is June. It's probably August, <laughs> October of, of, of whatever year that was, of when I was 25. What, you graduated tw- college when you were 24? I graduated college. I was in college for like seven years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing. I like how you didn't even think about that fact no yeah oh yeah 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 i was then but you know i was written up in rolling stone magazine as the number one party animal in the country and everything yeah so so i i i mean i had one one night stand in my life and it was it was horrific it was horrific uh and it was like and i was like what the fuck is wrong with me like this and so and then and then as soon as i did that it was like imagine imagine uh Imagine, uh, imagine having a bad experience with water, and the first time you get back in the water, you start drowning, and a shark bites you. You're like, motherfucker! You're like, okay, we're fixing me. And so I went like, not even just celibate, but like, didn't want to be around. Girl, like, was like, I am not good. Like, I'm not healthy. My brain, whatever. First of all, I, Leanne will say different now that we've been married, but I was like horrible at sex. I get overwhelmed. Like, I was horrible at sex. So like. So like I was you th- hearing you say this is so comforting to me and I think a ton of people oh. especially out in LA people act like everyone is a sex goddess and I'm oh like no right I love so hearing bad. you say this I was so bad I mean even the first time I had sex with Leanne I was so bad that I was prepared I was like <laughs> I was like I know how to handle this and I thought I pulled it off smooth and she goes oh I know what happened like <laughs> what what do you mean like, I just I w- ha- had an orgasm way too fast <laughs> like wait like within within a matter of seconds. And I was I was slick. I was like, Shh, I think someone's breaking into my house. And she's like, huh? And I was like, I'm gonna go check it out. And then I came back. I changed condoms. Came back. And she was like, she was like, and then like now when then like when we were dating like a year, I was like, you know, the first time. She's like, I totally know. She goes, how fucking stupid do you think I am? And she goes, she goes, you thought that someone was breaking into your fucking house? And I was like, I thought it was cool. And so, um, and so. But like I dated a couple of chicks, but I, I, I had found, I had found, uh, I had found solace in my, in, in me. Um, and I got to a place where I, where I thought like I, I had, a, I had a job, I had a TV show, I had money, I had nice things. I had really like everything you'd want in, out of a comic. I got really lucky. Will Smith discovered me, got a development deal, got another development deal, CBS. I had a TV show and I was sitting on Franklin and vine, um, in a, in a, my brand new truck. I had a big expedition, Eddie Bauer, brand new in a Jason Williams Jersey in winter in LA, which you have not gotten to enjoy yet, but winter in LA is so cool because it's windy and it's brisk and it just feels awesome. And the windows are down and I'm driving to work. I'm going to interview Slash, and I'm like, hmm, I thought I'd be happier. And at that moment, I realized, oh, I think I'm ready for happiness. And so I- In a relationship. I said, I think I'm ready for happiness. and But I go, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'm ready to to go like, oh, let's figure it out. All the shows end, and my buddy Croy, all the TV shows end, and my buddy Croy- It dries up? Yeah. And I was I was dating this chick that I was not in love with, and I uh, and and so I but I thought, but it was it was actually an okay relationship, but it wasn't like I wasn't in love with her, and 
And I was like, I guess this is what it will be. I, you know, this is what it's be. It was, I was, I was finding happiness, but like, and I went to a yoga class and this yoga dude was so fucking cool. Croy called me. I was hungover. It was like five in the morning. He called me and he goes, Hey, you want to go to yoga? Like random. This is like cell phones were around, but like he called me on my landline. Croy was the fucking best. Who's Croy? He's my buddy. He passed away. Okay. Um, he called me. He goes, you want to go to yoga? And we go to yoga. This is, this is, we're talking, I, I would say a, a couple months before I meet Leanne. I go to yoga and the guy, we had done yoga. It's my first yoga class and I loved it. I loved it. And the guys were laying in whatever child's pose was. Where do you just lay on your back? Oh, uh, namaste. Savasana. And he goes, he goes, are you happy today? And I'm like, I'm very fucking happy. He goes, what's the one thing keeping you from like real happiness? And I went, this chick. In my head, just in this chick. He goes, fix it. I go, it's not that easy. He goes, it is that easy. And I went, is he listening to me? He was like, fix it. How would you fix it? And I go, I don't fucking know. I go break up with her. And he goes, find out how to fix it. And let's fix it. Fix it today. And give yourself the happiness you deserve. So I go up to him after class and I go, I go, this is a great class. And he goes, he goes, yeah, what were you taught? You were talking. I, t I talked to myself when I don't know I do it, but I'll go back. He goes, what were you talking to yourself about? And I said, oh, um, the happiness thing. He goes, yeah, what's the one thing holding you back? I said, this chick. I said, I don't love her. I don't want, I don't want to be in a relationship with her. I want to find love. I, like, I want to find a girlfriend. And he goes, just break up with her. I said, it's not that easy. He goes, oh, it's that easy. He goes, give me your phone. Oh. He gave me your phone. He goes, what's her name? I said her name. And he said, and he hit send. And he goes, tell her you want to take her on a date tonight and break up with her and promise yourself you're going to break up with her. She answered. I go, hey, do you want to go out? And she was like, you, did you know this girl? And and I go, hey. And she goes, hey, what's up? I said, uh, I'd like to talk to you and I go out to dinner. And she goes, okay. And I went, great. And he goes, hang up. He goes, decide right now that you're breaking up with her. And I did. And all of a sudden, this weight was lifted off me. And I had all these opportunities in my life. And I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, like I can be single. I can, like, I'm ready to be single and find love. I didn't realize how broken I was. Like, I still was broken. When I met Leanne, she put me in therapy. She's like, she was, oh my God. When you were yeah. dating? Oh my God. She broke up with me first. <laughs> Leanne dumped me. Oh, Leanne yeah. dumped me and was like, you're fucked up. And I was, and I still was. I just didn't know it. Yeah. Like, I didn't know it. And then, uh, and then, and then I got, and then I got into therapy and, but it was like the happiest. Probably and then and then one day, I'm sure I've told the story ad nauseum. But one day, we have two kids. Uh, I'm making no money in stand up. I'm ba I'm barely headlining, barely headlining. Uh, I'm I'm not doing improvs and and funny bones. I'm just doing really off clubs like Sacramento Funny Farm. Uh, Sacramento. I'm doing the Funny Farm. I'm doing Laughs Unlimited. I'm doing the Green Room. I'm doing last stop in houston i'm just barely doing clubs and leanne says can you get milk uh and gives me like 20 dollars. and i go on my skateboard to ralph's we lived on 435 south detroit street i skate up to the ralph's on la siena on la, Bre on la brea i get a foster's tall boy and a gallon of milk and i skate back listening to spoon in my like listening to spoon in my headsets and i'm that and i look up we're fucking flat broke flat fucking broke leanne's working at the at the apartment building to pay our rent for in our apartment and i'm making no money any money we're making is going to fucking to is going to our nannies to pay for her to work and we're making no money and i look up skateboarding and i see leanne uh, leanne sees me 
from the top and I see her and I go, I'm the happiest I've ever fucking oh. been. I'm the happiest I've ever fucking been. And then she told me that night I got up there, I was, I was drinking, I was drinking a tall boy. She goes, uh, don't ever let go of who this is. She goes, this is, I've been, I think I've been, I've been the happiest I've ever been. And it just gets better every day of my life. You're still there. You're still in that. I'm, I'm, I, I'll cry if I tell you how happy I am today. Oh. Like oh. I'm fucking the happiest. I just had the best weekend of my fucking life yeah. with the movie coming out and having the big premiere. And then, and then look, there's a little bit of like, I, I get this like depression that sets in when a project's over where you're like, that's it. Like I'm done. Like I, I, I looking forward to the movie has been so much fun. Yeah. Now I'm just like, what's like, Oh, it's over. It's over. You get to create the next thing. Uh, I just really want to, I really want to just dive into stand up right now. Yeah. I really want to dive into stand up. I want to do a really, it's like, I think that's the thing that I dug about you is that you, you, you dove into stand up. Yeah. Like that's, it's, I think only, only us really appreciate it. But it's like the thing that's the most admirable quality is when someone's like, oh no, I just want to fucking, I just want to do stand up. Yeah. I'm so glad I found a sickness that people see is okay to, to keep diving into yeah <laughs> it's right the best thing i'm i'm so happy to hear that you're it's the the happiness stays i oh, feel yeah. i feel i feel that happiness you should you should i feel so so lucky There's, i feel like if it ends right now i'm like i did it i'm so i'm living every day i'm living my dream oh it's there's so, so cool. there's so much more happiness that comes there it's and if you can just avoid the there's certain things we know cause you negativity like this and that and you know i watched a bunch of my friends when we when we when i was in la and new york doing stand-up and they would they were always about chasing a chick and their sets were always about impressing the girls in the room and i had a weekend like that i definitely had a weekend where i catered to the girls in the room and i and i hooked up with one of the girls like kissed her didn't have have sex with her or anything but like we made out and she was really cool chick i i think about her from time to time she was a really really nice person and uh and then I thought, oh, I didn't do great stand-up, but I definitely got the chick. And then I watched these other guys not do great stand-up but get the chick. And I went, oh, I bet if you have no chick, I bet you just focus on the stand-up. And I literally was like, no chicks, no chicks, just stand-up, just stand-up. That's so – it's just wild to me. I dude, This is the most comforting thing I've heard coming to L.A. Yeah. Is that there are people in here that sex isn't – I don't, I'm like, sex is fine, whatever. But yeah. I mean, like, everybody, I'm like, fuck, does anybody just hold hands and walk around the park anymore? Yeah. LA's just nuts with everything has to be so elevated. And, and the, I'm always like, I, I'm so happy now. I'm so, I'm so scared to lose this. I don't want to be burdened. I don't want to be, just watch, just, hardened. you know, one of the things you can do is it's really, it's almost easier than finding a mentor is to sit in the cut and watch famous people fuck up in public. Yeah. Meaning, like, watch us, the comics. You can do it with me. I, I know that people do it with me where they go, well, he's having another drink. He didn't He didn't need to have that drink. He's going to sit at the bar for one more drink. It's 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. Doesn't he have drop-off in the morning? I'm sure that's the thing you could do with me. You can qualify it. But like I did it hardcore when I was younger. I just watched people fuck up. And then I went, hmm, like note to self, don't do that. Mm. Like one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest ones, note to self, do not fuck anyone at comedy clubs. I watched dudes fuck guys, uh, women at comedy clubs and then ruin it. They'd come back the next time and everyone hated them. 
And I was like, don't fuck people at comedy clubs. Yeah. It was like, that was the number one thing. And I was like, don't get caught up in, I don't know, getting caught up in sex is like, I don't know. But I'm also not the right person because Leanne will tell you I'm like a real, like, I'm a real, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to explain, but I'm not like the. I'm I'm very I'm very like uh, I'm very monogamous is the right word, but it's like I'm also a germaphobe. Like not yeah. bad, like bad, but like I was always terrified of disease. Like like I, there was so much I just. But you had was, an incident. Like it, I mean, I I think yeah, there was a point. There yeah. was a core memory. What what clubs are you working at in L.A.? Um, I just got on the roster for improv. I just got on the like email for West Side. Um, I've done like I've headlined the belly room in the at the store a couple of times and I'm going to hang out and uh and then just like I'm hanging out, I know the don't tell guys a lot and the no see comedy and like Steve Fury, good, good friend. He's the best. Like I love like that man, I, I'll text him and be like, um, are you at store tonight? I'm a loser, but I just kinda wanna hang out. Can I just yeah. Can you be there at the door just to be like she's chill and he'll be like I got you whatever. Yeah. Um he cuz I get I have like social anxiety sometimes and he's like he's the dude. He's you the you I'm I'm yeah, I know that feeling. Dude, the last time I was at the store and there was I went up to the door guy. I'd done like the belly room a couple times. Like had my it doesn't matter. It is but I was just like I remember the door guy, I go, oh, I'm a comic and he goes, "You sure?" And I go, "Yeah, I, um yeah, can I just can I go in? And is this how you do it? And he goes, it feels like you've been, you've been kicked out and I shouldn't let you in. And I'm like, no, I'm just that weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that, Hey, that happened to me at like 42. Okay, I was good. 42 going up to the store, like to, cause I wanted to get past, I didn't get past the store until I was like 40. I don't know. I, I'm probably off on this, but maybe like, maybe like 42. Yeah. I, so like, maybe that's, that sounds right. Uh, pretty accurate. I, I didn't get past the store until I was like 42, maybe 43. Yeah. And so I, but in therapy, I, I, I said to my therapist, one of the things I wanted was to be a past comic at the store. I want to be a past. Mm -hmm. Then mind you, I had no career. I had none. And, and, but I said, this is what I want. I want, I think that will help me. And I, but I had, I got so embarrassed going to the store and, and having to say to the comic at the door, to the guy at the door, hey, I'm a comedian. And then they go, I don't know you. And I go, yeah, I know. But that, just because you doesn't know, don't know me doesn't mean I'm not a comic. Like yeah. I'm like I've been touring around the country forever. Like I'm a I'm a legit yeah. comic. And they'd be like I don't know who the fuck you are. And then I, let me see your ID. And then I was so humiliated. But my therapist said, if you want to be a comic who works the store, then you need to be a comic who works the store. And if by working the store you are humiliated, then that is part of your path. Right. And he goes, then you need to be humiliated every night. And humility for me is something I'm very. I'm very dialed into. I can, as as much as I brag and joke and show private jets and tour buses, is humility is kind of a little bit of the essence of why I can. Why, I think why I've had whatever moderate success I've had is that I I don't mind doing the work the other person doesn't mind mm -hmm. doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I I agree with that a thousand times percent. And I I I always go, oh, this awkward thing here that you're putting yourself into means that you're you're uncomfortable, which means you're gonna get to another place 
better yeah. once you you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable in the next space so i'm, I'm always yeah. like okay good thing you're uncomfortable it means you're growing it means you're growing it's the same thing as working out make yeah. yourself uncomfortable i wrote make yourself uncomfortable i used to write things in my joke books at the beginning to like yeah. like one was be undeniable make yourself uncomfortable like those were all things that were really really good for me yeah but uh and then and then uh and then i guess i got passed at the store when i was 43 you're like yeah suck it what's up no, you know me not even remotely i was like I got cried. Oh, uh, it was really emotional. I got, and then my first spot at the store was a fucking shit show. Was it not good? No, it was fucking. They walked up. And they're like, "Hey, Adam walked up and he was like, hey, 'Hey, I'm so sorry to do this to you. I'm so sorry to do this to you.' Louis came up. He's gonna bump you.' And I was like, "Oh, no, that's fine. I totally understand." So Louis came up and he was like, "Hey, how's how's everything going?" I said, "Good." He's like, uh, "Did he know you?" Yeah, I, I've known Louis for a while. And he's like, uh, first spot of the store. I went, yeah. And he goes, congrats. I was like, thanks. He's like, well, I'll bring you up. And then I was like, cool. I was like, that's nice. Louie will bring me up. And then they were like, hey, I hate to do this to you. Daniel Tosh just showed up. He wants to get up. And so I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So Tosh comes up. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I said, good. And he's like, how are things? I was like, great. And bullshitted for a little bit, talked. And then uh, he goes up. And then they're like, and then they're like, uh, this is really bad, but um, Judd wants to go up real quick. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like 1130 now. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. fucking shit. And so then uh, Judd comes up. He's really nice. And he gave me a great intro. He knew my my st stuff. Gave me a great intro. And I was like, and then that was my first spot at the store. I'm assuming since you walked in, there's a guy with an IV bag downstairs. You ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever had an IV? No, what are you getting? What I'm is just it? Just an IV. You want one? Yeah. Can I have one? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What does it mean? Uh it's uh it's it there's just fluids and and they give you vitamins and they'll give you some glutathione and it's really fucking helps you. That's is this a thing? I get them a lot. Shh, people just come to your Oh, he's not gonna want to do it. We'll we'll just wrap the podcast and we'll just do it. Because right, he's not gonna want to be on camera. Oh, he doesn't yeah, no, I yeah, and, and edit cameras? out his name. What? Oh yeah, there are cameras. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you, well, I don't know shit about this. Is that I am in LA with the guy tour with Spade. I don't know anyone. I don't know. But you know Spade. I know Spade, and but, that's all that matters. But he'll Spade go, is the fucking best. He'll go. Do you know? And I'll go. We can play this game all day. You know my answer. Yeah. My friend Blair is considered the best. She goes. You were created like Flubber. You you came in here full form with not <laughs> shit. And I don't know shit about shit that's What's going up, on ever. Yeah. Hi. Well, listen, this has been a blast doing a podcast. Let's get an IV. Let's get an IV. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Thanks Fuck for yeah. having me. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.